0: Hey guys, first and foremost, as always, humbled, thankful for you listening to the podcast. Keep hitting me up on Twitter with feedback. Also, um, really excited about something. Over the last several months, it's become uh, very clear to me that the 4Ds product that VaynerMedia has, the one-day consulting session that's $10,000, that's really... T- kind of going after a business doing a million, maybe 500,000 to 20 million a year in revenue has been really working. We 60 to 70% of the businesses have had ridiculous uh, ROI from the session. And so now I'm rolling it out because it clearly works. So VaynerMedia is uh, super proud to present uh, uh, the 4Ds, uh, the daily digital deep dive, GaryVee.com slash 4D, the number 4D podcast, GaryVee.com 4D podcast, if you're ready to take your business to the next level.
1: Welcome to the show, man. It's great to have you. All right, man. So you talk with an, an insane number of entrepreneurs and want to be entrepreneurs. So what drives you crazy about most people who call themselves entrepreneurs today?
0: You know... It's interesting. Maybe it's 2018, New Year. You got you know kind of new thoughts, fresh thoughts. It's not that I'm, you know, it's funny. It's not that I'm crazy. Like yo, you're you're a fake entrepreneur and you're making all entrepreneurs look bad, which I think is happening, right? Like everybody sure. thinks there's not, they're an entrepreneur, so I do think there's a confusion in the system. But I'll be, I'll be very frank with you. It's not like I feel like that's taking anything out of me, right? Like some 23 year old dude who's like going out every night and just puts entrepreneur on his Instagram because he wants to hook up and it's like a cool thing. Truth is, what drives me crazy is I just don't want him to be sad at 31, right? Like like it's not so much that I, like he's or she's my game, like like I feel like I'll always be okay. It's more empathy of like that person's insecure, that person doesn't have self-awareness, that person's gonna really hit a weird midlife crisis uh, I really wish that person knew what made them happy. It's not going to be a Rolex. It's not going to be a new Jaguar. That's not going to disguise the insecurities that he or she feels. So what drives me crazy is I think it's one huge Band-Aid for a lot of people who are emotionally soft. Mm. And I prefer that not happening to them. One of the reasons a lot of people struggle with a lot. One of the reasons 20% of the audience struggles with me at first, and I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on the first time you saw me as a good. I have a very strong reaction one way or the other because there's a truth in this subject matter where I really know my stuff, and there's and I spit a very strong truth which becomes overreaction in either direction. I don't want any money from anybody, I'm not trying to sell them my course. What I'm trying to do is help people, and I think what happens is you know, eighty percent really love it, and twenty percent don't like that I'm exposing them and shedding the light on it. Um, the thing that drives me crazy, brother, is that I just want everybody to win because I don't think it comes at my expense, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I think a lot of people can win in a lot of different ways, and I just wish they understood what they were actually doing.
1: Yeah, now that ma- makes a lot of sense. I mean, we, we, you know, our our community of real estate investors, there, you know, when when this community got started, Bigger Pockets, we had everybody was at each other, right? It was, you know, this deep com- competition, your neighbor's your competitor, every other investor's your competitor. And it's like, hey, if you guys work together, we can all dominate, we can all win. Um, and, and so everybody get together and, and, and rock and, it, right?
0: And, and, and don't get me wrong, like I think competition's amazing. Like I wanna, I genuinely want VaynerMedia to beat every other agency I do. Oh, sure. <laughs> like, like, I want my books to do better. I want my event, like I want, I want to win. I just don't think my winning is at the expense of another. You know, it's funny. The place where I'm most emotional is sport is really the Jets, you know, and I used to get very upset probably up until three years ago that after the game where I'd be crying, my players who just lost a huge game would be go shaking hands and high fiving everybody else, right? And it was it was tough for me to swallow. I was emotional about it. But in business, I'm not emotional. Meaning, you know, when other people are winning and you know have more successful podcasts or make more money or or whatever it may be. It's interesting. I don't get upset because I genuinely do think that everybody can win to their version. Nobody's taking money out of your pocket. You're taking money out of your pocket.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh absolutely
0: a very big factor. Like yes, somebody might have got the Dr. Pepper account instead of us. But that's a micro taking out of my pocket. At a macro, nobody's stopping you. And so if you got outbid by $100,000 on this property as an investment, you know, maybe Rick or Sally beat you in that micro, but at a macro, nobody's stopping you from going to the next emerging country, state, beachfront property, development, neighborhood, nobody, nobody. And I think that's a very important thing for people to understand they're playing against themselves. not against somebody else while I think it's fun to make pretend or even manipulate you're playing against somebody else just to get your juices going and I think that's cool. I just think you need to, I think it's an excuse uh, that uh, people use at times to not address their lack of X.
2: Well, so yeah. let, let's talk about excuses real quick. So three of the things that I hear almost every entrepreneur complain about that, are you know, one entrepreneur, somebody wants to be one, right? Uh, and this is true for real estate investors or, or none, any kind of in, uh, you know, person, they lack like three things. I hear all the time, no time, no money, no opportunities, or like no deals out there or whatever, right? We hear that all the time. Yeah. Like, yep. what, yeah, what do you say yeah. to people who complain about those things? I don't have any time. I have kids, I've got a family, I've got- They're wrong, life.
0: they're wrong. I mean, well, listen, then don't be an investor. Don't be an entrepreneur. Like, it's a, like my mother is my hero. She was a stay-at-home mom. Hasn't made a nickel in her career. Biggest inspiration of my life. The foundation of my trillions. Like, then don't fake it. Like, yeah. like I'm a workaholic and I spend time with my family in extremes. But here I am in the week that I'm so spend time with my family. I'm sitting in a car with you, jerk offs, because I, <laughs> know you know, like,
1: like, like, just don't. You love us, it,
0: right? You know what I mean, though. Yeah. Don't like, like, like. Everybody's got strengths and weaknesses. Lack of opportunity, lack of money, lack of time are absolutely fundamental excuses for an entrepreneur. They're excuses. Um, now, if you choose to parent deeper, if you if you if you don't have natural energy and your demeanor and your chemicals in your body needs more rest or escapism, that's just your real life. But don't act like that's like me, you know, what I'm fascinated by is the things that we can't lie about physically, but we lie about emotionally or mentally, meaning. I can't walk around and say oh, I'm a seven foot basketball player. You can just look at me and understand that's not true. But people can say they're an entrepreneur, Yeah. but the definition for me of an entrepreneur is somebody who's a firefighter, who can emotionally deal with a ton of shit, who's lonely, who's a grinder, who's got intestinal fortitude as Gorilla Monsoon and WWF used to say. Like, but you can't see that on the outset. Yeah. I can't see that in the three of us right now watching this. So that gets exposed over time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah, you know, I mean, I of all the entrepreneurs that I've met, the ones that I admire the most, it's not necessarily hours in the seat. Like, I mean, it hours in the seat, one of the hard lessons I learned over the first eight years running my company was, I was working 80, 100 hours a week, every single week at the expense of my family, at the expense of my health. And, you know, granted, I am successful today because of that. There is no doubt. However, would I be successful had I done it smarter? Had I worked less hours? I probably would have. Um, So, you know, it's not hours in the seat, right?
0: uh, Listen, it's hours in the seat, but it's also smart hours in the seat. Like, look, I always use sports. It makes sense. I could play 50,000 more hours of basketball over the last two decades No question, would I be a much better player? Would I be NBA worthy? Absolutely not. And so like, you know, skill matters, like talent matters. Like, so for me, I have talent in selling stuff, in marketing and communication and hours in the seats. And that's why I think I'm an anomaly, enigma. I I think I get to sit where I get to sit because of both. Uh, Here's my thing. And this is why I love hours in the seat it is more controllable than being born with gifted natural ability, yeah, the end, the end. So now, to die of a heart attack at 42, to become a crackhead, to get a divorce of somebody you really loved, to, you know, there are certain, there's so many things in life that matter besides being successful professionally. And, and the one that scares me the most is the people that don't know themselves, meaning this is the person that I'd love to reach this early in the year in 2018. If you make $211,000 a year, let's first start with that. That's a lot of money, like a lot. If you're gonna ruin everything else to get the 317, that's stupid because 211 and 317 are totally close in the scheme of things, like what? Like you're gonna get one better suit, one yeah. more vacation? That's not smart. Right. To me, it's about knowing yourself. For me, it. I, I would break if I couldn't work or Hustle or grind or have the action. I break. I break. So for me, it's not about the dollars and cents. For other people, you know, maybe it is dollars and cents, and the difference between a hundred thousand and a million lets them buy all those things, do all those things they've always wanted to do. Like some people literally want to buy a Lamborghini. I, I have empathy for that. I do. Um, I, I wonder why. I hope it's not because they want to prove to every, you know. You need to be, yeah. understand why. But the big thing I would tell everybody is to understand is what's the difference between 80 and 160 in your happiness and in your finances? For me, it may not be the biggest difference financially, but happiness, that extra 20 hours is everything because I want to do that. Like like I want to do that. Like I don't know what to say. Um, The end. And so I think you have to know yourself.
2: Yeah, I think that's perfect. I think that's good advice. You know, when I read, uh, you know, Crush It back in the day, that was one of the very first entrepreneurial books I ever read. Uh, what I loved about that was your, just your push towards like, again, hours in the seat hustle. I remember there's a line in there you talked about where, you know, if you want to build your business, if you're not happy, I guess I should start with that. If you're not happy where you're at and you need to hustle and you build your business, you know, go to work from nine to five and then spend a couple hours with your family and then you got until, what is it, nine till 2 a.m. to go work on your business. Like that drove my wife and I to go spend every night till two in the morning, working on, you know, nasty rental properties. Cause we're like, no, we, we are not happy where we're at. And so that drove me through that. So again, I, I do want to recommend people read that you've got a new book coming out, uh, crushing it, um, which I just got finished reading uh, an advanced copy. I loved it.
0: Okay. So first of all, this yes. is huge. This happens every year. Okay. Uh, excuse me. Every time this is my fourth business book, Yep, you're the first person I'm talking to that's read it. Oh, nice. So I'm super pumped right now like, <laughs> like, i, I want to apologize to everybody listening for the podcast or watching whatever you guys do uh i need a three to four minutes for myself now i'm going selfish that's all right but i'm so i'm super pu- i'm really excited so okay what give me some like what uh <laughs> g- how about give me your what, so you read it yep when'd you read it all
2: right i've read over the last three days so i got it from cool. your team like so four was, days ago
0: what was what was the biggest kind of like first takeaway or aha like give me
2: The three bullets. Sure. All right. So I love stories. I love, I love like hearing how things work in other people's life. There's theory, right? Which is good. But what I liked about uh, crushing it is there's just like story after story after story of people who are actually doing it. Some guys that I know like John Lee Dumas or Pat Flynn, uh, other people I'd never heard of in my life that was just like really fascinating stuff. Um, So That that was super, super cool. Uh, Also cool was, you know, there's a lot of break into social media, right? So how does Snapchat, mm-hmm. honestly, Snapchat scares me. I have one, but I just use it for the funny mm-hmm. faces, right? But like, mm-hmm. I probably should be using that. You talk about Alexa skills. I'm fascinated by that. We're totally going to build mm-hmm. bigger pockets, Alexa skills now. Um, anyway, I like, I like that take. Let things. me, go ahead. Let me, let me tell you about Snapchat real quick. Please. Filters, geo
0: filters, like literally putting a filter. You, so everybody listening, you, you know, those filters, when you scroll through the bottom, and it says New York or Los Angeles or the time or, what have you, the fact that you can make a custom filter and put it over a location is super fascinating. And, it, and my big thing is that it's clearly an under 30 platform. So everybody who's listening, if you're trying to recruit somebody under 30 in the world, I highly recommend buying filters on college campuses. Mm-hmm. You can get free interns that way. Like you could say, want an internship? Like, like the filter that you design, on like Photoshop could say want an internship and for $6 you could get hustlers. Like there's so much smart. So I'm glad the Snapchat thing caught you. Was there any takeaway tangible? Like, Oh, I want to try
2: that. I mean, definitely the, the Alexa. There's the right? Alexa stuff we yeah, talked about last night. That was, that was one night, of the biggest yeah. takeaways. Um, you know, I have not used a ton of social media in my past with my real estate. Cause I'm like, well, you know, I mean, I use it in my own personal life, but well, you know, real estate's but the second using
1: it. This podcast is social- <laughs> yeah, Alexa's uh, talking to me. Same thing.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, so like I, I don't use a ton of it, but I did this uh, interesting study the other day. Well, not study, but in a group, a Facebook group of real estate investors I'm part of. Somebody asked the question, how What's the number one way you're getting tenants today to come, to, you know, to rent your properties? And the 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 options were like, you know, Craigslist, ad in the newspaper, street sign. You know what was like, ab, like absurdly took over the entire chart? Facebook. Like Facebook has overtaken. Craigslist has overtaken the every, I mean, newspaper, everything. And like, I've I just begun playing anybody, with that.
0: I, makes me so happy. Anybody who's been paying attention to me for the last 18 months, I've been diarrhea of Facebook. Like <laughs> I, I, and it's and honestly, like if Facebook goes away tomorrow, I don't give a, it's just, it works. And yeah. it's underpriced the end. And you've gotta be, you gotta look, look, a screwdriver works, it works better for somebody who fixes things than it does for me because I don't use it as well. Like, um, I'm just coming from the gym. Like, all those machines work, but if you don't know how to use it, and I think people think, you know, black and white, like, oh, Facebook doesn't work for my business. No, 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 yeah. You haven't put in the 50 hours to become good at Facebook for your business. Yeah. The no. end. Like, for anybody listening right now, like, this will be the takeaway go figure out facebook in 2018 it will be the biggest financial upside of your career
1: yeah right on i love that I love all right that. so how how specifically take, take a real estate investor right they they need to find real quick, motivated
0: I'm up the show again real quick go yeah so yeah punchline being obviously i'm on with you right now and you know me but net net you intuitively think crushing it is going to be a popular book
2: i do I do. I think, I think it's going to be good. I think everybody listening to this show, at least, you know, a couple hundred thousand people should go out and buy it
0: because you think it will either inspire them and or paint pictures and or give them a practical advice or two worth the 18 bucks.
2: I think, and I think that people do not, people do not see social media because real estate's like the oldest profession, right? Or second oldest profession in the world, right? It's so like, why do you need? To, why do you need to use it? I, mean, I do believe that. Like I believe that is the future, and I believe that's one of the reasons I, I like listening to your stuff. Is like you have been harping on that for a while. Like social media is not a fad. Social media is the future, and so it's the
0: current state of the internet. It and is more yeah. interestingly, it's the current. I, you know, to me, it's you know that's the bigger part. It's not the future. It's not like hey, real estate person, in three years, everybody's gonna be here, so get ready. No, no, no. This marathon is happening right now. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I have a friend who bought a seventeen million dollar home from one Instagram photo from a real estate agent. Wow! Like, like, I don't think people understand what it, it, it's just attention. Yeah. It's just attention. It's why podcasts are important. It's just attention. Like, hundreds of millions of people are scrolling like this through Instagram and Facebook every day, and a lot of those people are buying, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> including homes and art and, I mean, Cartier and Sothebys and Christie's. They're selling. Uh, my friend told me that they sold a. million piece of art off of a a post on Facebook. Like like, real stuff is happening. And it's not, it's no different than a magazine or newspaper or television show. It's just attention. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What's the question? No,
1: don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. So the question is, practically, how can a real estate investor who's looking for opportunities, who's looking for deals that are off market, how can somebody who's trying to find tenants, I mean, Brandon gave a great example uh, before, but how can those person today dive in on Facebook or Insta and get this stuff figured out? Two
0: ways. One, you use it to create real life interactions. Two, you use it to build your brand. So crushing it is a manifesto of how to become the person in people's mind when they transact. If you put out tons of videos and pictures that you spend money buying real estate and you're that person and you don't want to sell a $50 ebook, but you're, if you want deals, and by the way, sell a $50 million, $50 ebook. But if you're putting out content that says, hey guys, I'm Gary Vaynerchuk. I live in Manhattan. I buy real estate properties in warm weather places with the ambition to develop them into the future. Uh, resorts of America. I will be doing this for the next 50 years. If you think that's interesting or if you have anything to talk to me about, leave a comment. If you run a hundred dollars and you run that against people of a hundred thousand dollar net worth or greater in a 10 mile radius of where you live, here's what happens. Somebody just thinks that, you know, and then you write copy to your video. Everybody knows what Facebook looks like, right? And says, I'm in the real estate investment business. If you're looking for some money or you're looking for some opportunities, let me know. So now somebody watches that of the people I spent $100 of and their uncle owns property in Costa Rica and their aunt has been diagnosed with cancer. I'm going rogue, I'm going with real life. I don't wanna use this analogy, it doesn't make me happy. I'm just talking to you about life, right? Actually, I'm in too good of a mood, I don't even wanna use that. The uncle (laughs) just won the lottery and he's moving and the, the uncle just inherited the great grandfather's money and he doesn't wanna work anymore and on a spec, he bought property in Costa Rica fifteen years ago. You, the nephew, know that, and you forward the link to the Facebook video. And the uncle reaches out to me. I mean, life—it's so—it's—it's it's so easy. Actually, it scares me. It's just that people aren't willing to take the risk and the reward. I'm willing, and have always been willing, to waste thirty hours and three thousand dollars on spec to learn Facebook. And if nobody emails me with Costa Rica beachfront property who gives, a- I learned something. Right. And I know that the attention's there. The end. Right.
1: Yeah. Yep. Put well, in I- the time, put in the effort and, and give it a shot. And if it doesn't work, try something else and keep playing with it until you figure it out. I mean, that's that's the game. Right.
2: Yeah. That's the game. I love that. Yeah. You, you know, anyway, I, I love that. I love the idea of social media again. Like, and like you said, I, I'm such a big believer in being the guy. Like you said that the word, the guy. Like I want to be the guy who buys nasty properties in my area. I want to be the guy who buys mobile home parks or trailer parks. I want to be the guy that buys apartment complexes, God, right? Because you're
0: smart because it's good business.
2: <laughs> it's <is> good business. <laughs> I'm just closing so my listen, first one today. On, on, so on,
0: Honestly, honestly, Facebook, Instagram, podcast. Yep. Yep. Let me give you a good one. I would put a Facebook ad in the area in a 50 mile radius, which is the area but wide. Yep. I would again target people of a certain income level because they're likely to own certain things of that nature. And I would create a dinner series. The video that you put out on Facebook is, I do, I do investment real estate dinner series, 20 people RSVP. If you're interested, RSVP right here, and I will pick 20 people and send out an invite in, uh, in a week, right? So now you've used Facebook locally to create a dinner that you're gonna pick up the bill for. You're gonna create a Google form URL where you get to ask any question you want. You know your business, right? So they have to fill out 13 questions. Now they have to RSVP and fill out 13 questions. You spend $1,000 on the ads. You spend another $1,000 on the dinner. You're in for 2,000, right? and you are in for five hours of reading 89 or three hours or an hour of reading 137 applications and you pick 20 people, right? Now you've got 20 people where you're the maestro, you're the guy, you're sitting around and a million different things can happen. You could buy from two of them, two of them could work for you for a year for free to learn. There's just a million different things that can happen. Now you've used Facebook digitally to create a real life experience at a dinner now you go to a re- you do it once you go to a second time to a restaurant and say hey i'm bringing 20 people can you get comp me the dinner so that you've saved your thousand back like just smart hustle yep. smart yeah, yeah. hustle that's how you become the guy
2: i love it yeah. i love it well before that's we get great. out of here i want to shift gears yes. over to the last segment of the show which we call our fire round it's time for the fire round Now, these are questions from our audience, from people who are part of our community. I actually asked all these on Facebook, so I'm going to just fire them at you and see what you got to say. Let's go. All right. Number one, uh, Daniel Tansell asked, what are your thoughts on New Year's resolutions and why most people don't keep them?
0: Because it's a bad concept, right? Like, why do you need January 1st to start getting your life in shape? Use yep. February 3rd, use March 9th, use December 16th. It's just a bad concept.
1: All right. Nice. That's great. All right. Derek Clifford asks, what does your morning routine look like? How important is a morning routine?
0: I used to not have one. I have one a little bit more now because I work out every morning, first thing in the morning. I don't think it's that important for a certain group of people. Other people, a little more, you know, like, I don't want to call it OCD, but like, you know, like they like to, my dad and my best friend Brandon who run my library are very similar. They have to like lock the door three times, triple check this. Like, I'm like ridiculous. I'm completely like, I don't need a routine. It's not important to me. I think self-awareness is important. If you know you need a routine, stick to it. If yeah. you don't and you're functioning and you're happy, you don't need to force it. Yeah.
2: Makes uh, sense. All right. Uh, My buddy Sean O'Neill asked, what is your favorite wine region in the world? And then he he said, if you say anything other than Washington State, I have to hang up on you. But (laughs) I won't hang up on you. What's your favorite wine region in the world? You know what's funny?
0: Because I don't want you to hang up on me. Walla Walla, Washington, which is a side island, is one of my five favorites. So I'll give that to him. Uh, uh, I'm a big fan. uh, uh, I'm a big fan of Portugal and the Dow region. So I would say Portugal. Okay.
1: Perfect. All right. Phil Trujillo asks, if you can invest 10,000 bucks in something right now, what would you invest? And what about a hundred thousand?
0: Both answers would be Facebook. And I'll tell you why. Now that's, that's for 98% of people because they need it to return for the 2% that could let it go to zero. I would go completely the other way and do something ridiculous, like buy beachfront property, like in your guy's world, I would buy beachfront property in some ridiculous place in like the Caribbean or South America that nobody's ever heard of. That like, you're not even sure if like the government is stable, like just complete or nice. or, or some new cryptocurrency that popped up literally today and is one cent or, you know, just something extremely high risk, high reward. I think people are confused with the way they invest. They invest in the middle. I'm a big fan, if you notice, on my two answers to go one way or the other. Yeah. For 98% of people who need the money to return, Facebook or Amazon, because it will return in a five-year macro. Just don't touch it when the market goes down. You're good. For people that are fortunate, maybe like me, 2%, go bonkers crazy in the other direction, uh, where it's more just fun of the story and the financial impact means something you know it actually got, getting a two five thousand extra return that means something whereas you can't get your juices going for 20 or 30 percent
2: there you go makes sense all right um jordan Thibodeau. i'll say this is the last question of the fire on jordan Thibodeau asked you talk a lot about hustle but many failed opportunities hustle as hard as they, the successful ones and they come up short so how much of success is due to luck
0: i don't think it's luck i think it's talent and work ethic I think talent is the one nobody wants to talk about because it's like being beautiful. Yeah. Like you can't change it, which is yeah. why self awareness is my jam. Do you know how many people are real estate investing right now or doing social media or wine or any writing books, trying to think about all our joint things yeah. that are the third best pasta cook in the world and will never know it? Do you know how many people right now making $400,000 a year selling homes but would be making two point seven selling art? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many people like? I mean, I can go. I mean, I've made my point, right? That's a great point, man. That's the point, guys. The point isn't about luck. Luck is like luck happens every day, and people don't see it. Like people don't have the talent to. Was it lucky that I met Mark Zuckerberg? No, I made a video that caught his eye. Like there's a million things that happen. Luck is the wrong way to think about it. It's not controllable the thing that's controllable is putting yourself in a position to try different things and see what makes you happy. The big thing about crushing it and crush it to tie it all together here in a bow is I talk about doing stuff that you love when you love it. Well, then you work 15 hours a day. If you're working 15 hours a day, just for the money to then do the thing you love, you lost.
1: Yeah, that's great, man. All right. Before we let you go, last question, yeah. what sets apart successful, entrepreneurs from those who give up fail or never get started
0: it's so fun that literally the last thing i said is the answer it's the people that are happy with the process versus the people that are looking for the pot i love making the rainbow not getting to the pot of the goal
2: yeah. at mm. the end Like
1: the Jets. i love it that's, that's cool. awesome man the, the Jets. Yeah. to
0: me like one day i'll be 87 <laughs> and people and people are going to tweet 30 years from now or whatever we're doing and then and saying things like well gary v don't listen to him he didn't achieve his goal of buying the Jets. And the truth is, they missed the point. Yep. My, I've already achieved my goal. It's the chase of the Jets.
1: The yep. journey, yep. The journey, awesome.
0: brother. So, awesome. Guys, I love you, happy New be so Thanks man. much, Enjoy, take, take, care. Care. Take, care. take care, bye-bye. Bye. Hey podcast, it's Gary V. Super excited about another audio experience. This is a little bit more about music. Uh, go right now to Spotify. By the way, we need to put it on Apple Music too. Yeah, we do. Okay, good. Uh, Please go to Spotify, maybe even Apple Music right now, if my team can move fast before we post this on the podcast. Go to Spotify and search Monday to Monday. Monday to Monday. A song uh, was inspired by a meeting I had with Saba, uh, the incredible artist Saba Pivot, uh, uh, called Monday to Monday. But that's not what you're looking for, though you should listen to that song. You should scroll all the way down in the search in Spotify to playlists. And the first thing that will show up is my uh, Gary Vee Public Profile playlist called Monday to Monday. Every Monday I update it with some of the old school classics like Lionel Richie and Diana Ross and Millie Vanilli and Bone Thugs and Harmony but for a lot more of you, the far majority, 85, 90% of it is new stuff that I'm listening to. A lot of you ask because of Daily V, and just in general when I share on uh, social just my, uh, my thugged out music, uh, my hip hop culture. Anyway, nonetheless, uh, check it out. Go to Spotify right now, search Monday to Monday. I'm gonna give you a second right now because I know you're running. You can actually probably minimize the podcast right now. Open Spotify, search Monday to Monday, T-O Monday. Scroll all the way to the bottom, playlists. Follow that playlist and get straight fire every Monday morning.